Hi, my name is Anita Foster. I'm the Library Media Specialist from Autry Middle School in Kennesaw, Georgia. Hey y'all, I'm Ingrid Hansen. I'm the Library Media Specialist at Lindley Sixth Grade Academy in Mapleton, Georgia. Hey everyone, I'm Lori Quintana and I'm the Library Media Specialist at Griffin Middle School in Smyrna, Georgia. And welcome to Everdue, Conversations from the Library. AETC and we presented at GAETC and those of you that don't know GAETC is Georgia Educators Technology Conference. It is an awesome technology conference that you can go to um, but also Lori just came back from AASL's conference. So Lori take it away. Tell us what you learned. <laughs> I'm not even sure where to begin with that, but I will certainly try. Um, it was a fabulous experience, as always. This is the second time I've been. My first time was two years ago when it was held in Phoenix, and I was just in awe um, that the first time I went, and so I was super excited about this time. It is there's nothing like it if you've never been to the AASL conference. It's all about school librarians. And it's our chance to really, you know, focus on our profession and learn things that relate to our profession and network with other school librarians. I mean, I've been to other conferences, but they weren't specific to school librarians. And as we know, Georgia ETC has that school librarian um, thread. And so we kind of were in that niche when we were there. Uh, but this one is all about school librarians and so there's nothing that's like right. it to be surrounded yeah, that sounds by great. All of the people that are like you <laughs> and have the sh and have the same passions you know we all share the same passions we all have the same goals we all care about the same things right. and so it's just fabulous and um i got to meet a lot of great people um like mary keeling the aasl president right now um, I kind of stalked her a little bit where I was walking through the vendor exhibits and she come walking through and I was like, hold on, I need your picture with me and I want to meet you in person. And, you know, I just really wanted to thank her for, you know, leading all of us. Really, she's at the top leading all of us because there's AASL and then there's our state uh, pro uh, professional organization, GLMA. And then we also have our local professional organization Kakoms. And so she's at the top leading all of us across the nation. And I'm sure global as well. I don't know of a global professional organization for school librarians. So um, anyway, uh, there was, I met her and um, it, you know, it's really, really? About it too. No, no, not that. you. Are you as sure? As you guys know, I tweet I a lot. I think I've ever and... seen you tweet. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> So it was kind of neat because I had other school librarians, you know, coming up to me and calling me by my first name who I had never met in person before, but who had recognized me from Twitter. And so I just want to say, you guys, this is why I do Twitter is because, you know, we work in our libraries alone a lot. And so Twitter gives me an avenue to connect with other librarians as well throughout the school year until I get to go to ASL again and you get to know each other on Twitter and you share things and you see what each other's doing their, your libraries and things like that. So to really connect in person, um, it's like you've been friends forever and always known each other. Um, and so, um, and I even met somebody 
just by chance, who was another Georgia librarian, and she is at Central Elementary in oh, wow. Carrollton. That's crazy. Which is where what a I small live. World. I don't live in Carrollton, but I live in the same, I live in Carroll, in Carroll County. Yes. And so, um, and so that was really cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know another librarian. I know one other librarian from Carroll County. Uh, she was at the high school at Temple High School, Sabrina. Um, but I've not yet met her in person. We just know each other through Twitter. And so anyway, um, it was great to, to meet her and get to know her. And we actually ended up being in another session together and not even knowing it. I kind of like went past her and said, excuse me, I'm going to move in over here and sit down. And then it got to the point in the session where we were supposed to work together collaboratively collaboratively with the person next to us That's and we funny. both look up and look at each other and like oh my gosh it's you so i'm just saying guys it's okay. fabulous so twitter let me just and say these conferences that i really the way, the I really um, hope that so. one of the days you wore your overdue t-shirt you can hear crickets. you did not <laughs> i did not and in fact i told <laughs> I did not, and I did tell my husband while we well, were Well, because there, it's I fall and it's cold and we need sweatshirts now. How does that We happen? do need sweatshirts now. Um, but I... Are you there, Lori? I can't hear you. Yes. Yes, we really do. Okay, you're I going, would love to have Yeah, you're a going in and out. But, I don't know if you moved rooms or what, but yeah. I'm here. going in and out. Did this is you? the beauty of Anchor, and we are remote recording. We are all three in our own homes, nice and warm on this cold night, uh, recording. Yeah, no, yes, you're okay. you sound good. So you did not take yes. your shirt. So you take am I okay swag now? Swag to hand out. Okay, we have a bouquet of stickers. I did not take my shirt. I did not do that either. But you know what I did think? You know what made me think of it was like, why aren't we here doing a session? Like, why isn't overdue at ASL? Correct, because a uh, ASL. So that ASL has to be a goal for us. But only, we have to wait two ASL years. ASL is only every <laughs> two years. I did make Where it. Where is known. it next time? Yes. I, every two years but I did make it known that I want it every year we need it every year we really do we need this every year as Salt a Lake profession City. so uh, it is in Salt Lake City next year or not next year together years. at that one I will still be at Autry I wonder where we'll be in two yes, years you will. that will be interesting but you know <laughs> I did I, I just want to say, though, that I made these business cards before we left because I saw on Twitter and Martha Bongiorno, who's our president-elect for GLMA, you know, suggested you make these business cards to hand out to people. I made oh my like goodness. 150 of them and probably gave out three because I kept forgetting. <laughs> but so that but it was still great because I was able to, you know, still connect with people that way. And they gave me their business cards. So I just wanted to throw that out there before you go to the conference. Laura, to you make should those, but then um, actually go ahead pass them out and, and use and them to connect with people copy of your business card um, on the website so people can look at it and get ideas. Yes. Well, I have a, I have a copy of it posted on Twitter at Ellen, the library. <laughs> Anything you want to know about me um, is on Twitter. You know, I mean, not me we personally, should probably have my library, my professional ones with all <laughs> it's three there. of our, well, that's a good idea. Twitter names and, um, a QR code to our, yeah, that would be, that would be awesome. Another fun thing is that the AASL, <clears throat> excuse me, bookstore. I saw those around. on I Twitter. I'm like so jealous. 
socks. <laughs> and they are um actually they're the four domains. Um the grow think um oh gal, now I'm gonna totally and you brought us back some. Forget all of them. But there's one fabulous. for each of the four domains for the AASL standards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I brought, I bought all four pair. <laughs> but I couldn't wait to wear them. So I went, when I got back to the hotel, I took my other socks off. I put the, those on and I was wearing them around. But I have some really cool ones for crazy sock day at school. And um, yeah, so they're really cool. And they're like knee high. So just they remember, like, oh, I got you the GLMA so stickers with your tall boots and all. Day. Y'all were not cool. there. Um, I, I, I'm not hearing that you got me any swag. And yes, ASL. right. Yes. <laughs> well, let's talk about swag for a minute. So honestly, there were not as many vendors there this time as there were two years ago. And I'm finding this to be a trend at conferences now from the ones I've been to. So I'm not, I'm not understanding what's happening with vendors. And also they're really not giving a lot of swag. And I actually stood in a really long line to get a free bag with a free book. You guys, they ran out one lady ahead of me. And so I just want to throw out their vendors. Come on, you've got to step it back up. I mean, I know that like times sometimes can be tough in funding and whatever, but like you need to work with like your, your people or whoever your supervisors are that you answer to, to bring swag. Uh, mm-hmm. School librarians love swag. And that is how you get us okay, to let me just interact put this with out you there. and engage in your swag. product and stuff. And they so, also have um, money to spend on budget. Yes. Yes. Poor Ed. <laughs> and you know, it's really funny too. I bring my husband with me to these conferences all the time because he is my shopper. I know, right? He's my shopper. So I don't miss any sessions. And so he actually goes to these exhibits halls. Um, when, you know, they were also open at funny times this time. Like they were only open from like noon to five at one period. And then like, you know, six to nine and another day or something, you know, they weren't consistently open throughout the day. So I thought that was interesting too. But when I'm with him in the exhibit hall, they talk. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And I always stand there going, I'm the one with the money. <laughs> he is a pretty charming but guy. Li- I'm not like, literally lie. he can charm. All right. He charms you, out of, he charms so you out of your heart. So <laughs> That's true. All right. So Lori, anyway. this is Ingrid. I have been waiting patiently since you've returned to hear about the three best things you saw, learned, or want to share? Okay. Um, well, I just want to throw out a little shout out to, to our Cobb LMSs because when I went two years ago, there was only three, or actually there was only two of us there. It was me and Spring. And this year we had one, two, three, four, five, um, in this picture I'm looking at, but I think where's the other picture. I think we had close to 10 of us there this year. And so it was very exciting to see us more represented in, in, in having more of our group there because a lot of different schools, they send large groups of school librarians. And so it was nice for Cobb to be well represented this time. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. We do um, some amazing things at Cobb. Great. So it's to nice my, to my see that doing, we came out in higher numbers well. and are sharing that with others. Yes. 
completely. I agree, Ingrid. I don't think that our Cobb peers give themselves enough credit for all of the great things we're doing in our in our district. And so um, I would like to see more of us. I agree. And let me just say this. At the if you're scared the about future, presenting so that would be very at the cool. national level, um, but then you should probably try and work up a presentation for GLMA Summer Institute and present there and then maybe do it at at, um, at GAETC, do a, um, a session there. And then work your way up to, you've got two years now you know, to I, work your way up. And I will say this about that as well, that um, that we are just, as a general as a general group of individuals in a profession, we are super easy to present to. We are forgiving, we're interested, we're open-minded. Um, you know, if people are there to listen to you present at your session, it's because they're genuinely interested and they have no qualms about coming up to you and talking to you and making you feel comfortable. So it's not as scary as it sounds. I agree. Well, and on that note as well, you can put in a proposal right now with GLMA for Summer Institute in June until I believe January, is it 15th or 20th? And so go on the GLMA website and there's a link for you to submit a proposal. So uh, that's, those of you that, that, just actually, those of you that, that are outside the state, Institute. GLMA I mean, is, is just, our state so. anyway, library but to, media association. They have a summer Institute just for library media specialists to come and attend. Um, it's normally the first week or two in June. Um, but if you're out of state or in a different country, check June. with your mm-hmm. local associations and see if they have something. If they don't, I personally know the president supervisor and you can apply out of state exactly you can apply from out of state if you would like to come and present to us so it's not limited by state borders all right so yes i mean cob is fabulous tell me the three things you learned loved or shared so back (laughs) i know i'm getting there ingrid i promise okay so you know I love books. I mean, it, most school librarians, that's their first passion, which is why they go into this profession, right? And so one of the sessions that I really, really enjoyed uh, was all about books. And it was the, it was facilitated by Karen Scott and Shauna Yusko. One lives in Alaska, and I don't, I'm not sure where the other one is. But anyway, they did fabulous book talks for like the best middle school and YA books um, that are out there, which is very helpful. Their session was called Young Adult Literature and Technology, How to Engage Your Readers in Both. And so what they did was they went through and um, each of them book talked about their favorite books. But they also provided like a technology resource that you can use in your library to promote those books. And they talked a lot about the ones that I pretty much have used mostly. But the one that I really liked was doing uh, a hold on creating a virtual tour. So you have a book. You've read the book. You want your kids to really, you know, engage in the book and read it. Um, And so you create a virtual tour that kind of. aligns with maybe the uh scene the or the scenes in the book the scenery or a specific place in the book or location that it takes place but maybe align that with like a place that actually exists 
And I'm trying to think of one right off so, the top of my head right now. So but the I difference always, would like, be like whenever we're podcasting, I'm putting on the spot. I can't think of all these really specific things. Angles, interact with uh, it as opposed to doing like a book trailer, correct? Yes. Yes, right. And so, you know, so students read a book and they're they're talking about a time and a place in the book. But if you do a virtual tour that kind of like highlights an actual place that exists that's similar to what where the storyline is taking Absolutely place, make that, connection. So that helps that's the awesome. student yeah. engage and do more of the, so, the visual, Laura, this is Anita. I, I guess, learning say, from the book. I, the book that's coming to my head right so, now is um, The Fault in Our Stars. And so you could do one of these with The Fault in Our Stars. When they go to mm-hmm. Germany and they are, uh, and they see um, um, Anne Frank's house. Which, get out of my brain. This is Ingrid. I have World War II on the brain right now. That's what my sixth graders are doing. Mm-hmm. And what I have been doing consecutively for what feels like a year. Um, <laughs> not that I don't like it because I love it. But, um, and they're just they're so hyped up about it so my thought was but you're um, on the right track alan Krantz and some of his novels and being able to go in and connect to some of those locations Mm -hmm. yes yeah so if you create a virtual tour and maybe put the qr code to the virtual tour with a book or inside the book maybe on a bookmark in the book (laughs) you know you mean like just start thinking creative okay creatively so like wait, that along those lines here? and Instead so i just thought that was really neat. i'm like, I'm book, like so on that how about if you put they also, it on like a qr sure. code on the um front page of the book on a sticker and then that way they could scan it when they check the book out because a bookmark you'd mm-hmm. have to know that it's in the right book and and everything like or that you could just put three four five on a bookmark and make that the bookmark that they t- check out with for well, that day well, what I'm oh for sure. Well, no, what I'm thinking is what there's all kinds of ways um, you can do it. Pickett's Mill yeah. did um, with their books, where they put in the student reading oh the book my gosh, on a QR I code. About how brilliant that was! Yeah, Leanna did such yeah, an amazing job. Leanne with that. did a great job with that, and but what she did was the QR code. She put it in either the front cover of the book or the back cover of the book. And the students could get an iPad, scan that QR code with the book, because she's elementary, so they wouldn't have their own devices. But she would scan it, and they would scan it, and then a student, an older student, is reading that and telling them when to turn the pages. So what I'm thinking is this, this virtual field trip, you can put on a QR code, put the sticker in the book, and it's always going to be with the book. I love that. So it's not a temporary promotion or a temporary attention grabber it's just something that's always there yeah I completely agree that's a great idea this is okay. Ingrid sorry sorry we know we're using our names a lot but our friend Wendy Cope who has <laughs> self-proclaimed no, she's our number one fan yeah um, and I, I kind of think I kind of think sure. that she she is she has so we told definitely us that we need to, as we're talking <laughs> Sarah names more so it's kind of sounds weird to me but we're going to go with it for right now and see how it goes and certainly, if you have any suggestions, hi, this is Ingrid again. Feel free to share and let us know. We're always trying to get better. That's right. All right. So what is something else you saw? Okay. So let's see the next one. Uh, I'm all about... Uh, it, it, 
going to sessions Absolutely. where I can yeah something with very little to prep use right away or, or, or at I mean, least I like say that but I want something um, I can play with right away I want to do this tomorrow right yes and so when you're in a session and you're getting that kind of um, information from the uh, presenters I know I'm already thinking of ways I can specifically use it in my library. Like I look at what they're doing, but then I'm like, okay, how can I make that work in my library and for my kids and for what my technology access is and this and that and whatever. But the next thing, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this or went to the website. Um, I actually got to be on the committee for ASL best apps for teaching and learning this past school year. Um, but there was, there's also a best websites for teaching and learning. And so we had two librarians. Um, actually, it was Karen Scott again. And then I'm going back over here. And Sherry Gick, um, they facilitated this session for AASL best websites for teaching and learning for 2019. And so there is a link on the AASL website um, uh, if you go to best digital tools for teaching and learning. And if you click on the link for the best websites for teaching and learning, it lists all of them. And I want to say that there's at least 20 on here. But what they did in the session is they went through each one of these best websites and they uh, talked about what it is. And then they also showed examples of how they use these uh, websites in their library. And let me tell you, this was fabulous. This is what I'm talking about. This is like meat, guys. This is meat for school librarians where they can take it back and they have something to actually utilize in their library and right away. And so I am like so excited about these websites. I knew about the apps, but I didn't do a whole lot of research or looking at the, the website. So website. So I encourage everybody to do that. Um, just as a real quick, this, I posted about this on Twitter. One of them, and this is one of the super simple ones, actually. It is the uh, webcam, and I'm trying to scroll down until I get to it. Maybe I should go back to my Twitter where I actually have the posting. It would probably make more sense. Yes, so this is um, at explore.org, and they have live cams. And you can pick on... I mean, it's for different categories and stuff. So depending on what you're studying, um, you can view uh, the oceans, you can view bears, um, Africa, birds. Uh, she happened oh, to puppies. bring up, Sherry happened to bring up a live webcam of puppies. <laughs> and so like these little puppies and they're playing and jumping on each other and everything. But just to give us an idea of what it was all about. Uh, and so, of course, the whole room was like, oh, so that was really neat. So you could and she talked about where they have this up as a welcome into the library. So they bring up the live webcams and just have them on their their big flat panel screen as the That's kids are walking in. I and, love that. and it's just like it gets kids engaged. It pulls them into the library. They're seeing these live. And and so um, so I thought that was really neat, too. Uh, but just to give you an idea, Wakelet was on the list and they shared about that. And I just want you guys to know there is, if you go to my Twitter, there's a link that will list all of the sessions and you can like, they even recorded some of the sessions that you can see. Well, so if you, you weren't you at ASL, you have access you to some of these resources. Um, there's Okay. Well, they actually have one already. Can you that they can shared, you share it from our that. Um, overdue? Page? You know what I mean. I don't want to recreate something. <laughs> I, okay. I probably could. Yeah, I could just go on there and put the link there. Yes. 
Uh, and I'm also, I also created my own Weebly while I was there trying to take notes as I was going along. So I've got to freshen that up. I'm going to work on that over the Thanksgiving break. And then I'm also going to put that out there on Twitter so that you guys can, or other people can see the sessions and what I learned and, you know, the resources they shared and everything too. So, but it's, it'll be in several, several different places for a while, actually. Uh, but just to give you an idea, they also talked about Anchor and um, podcasting. And so they did in the previous session I just talked about as well. So they do podcasts uh, for books, kind of like what you're doing, Anita. Um, and they, but then they do read the, yeah, yeah, I read I'm the first chapter. Sure they said they read the first chapter. It's not even just the first page. They read the first chapter. Uh, and so they're doing something like that, similar to what you're doing. Uh, there's Bootstrap, Brush Ninja, CS First, Deck Toys, Ed Puzzle, Elementary, um, Empatico, Explore, Geniality. No, I haven't. Geneal- I thought you were going to say genealogy. GeoGuessr. Have you used it before? G- it's G-E-N-I-A-L-L-Y. And then there's GeoGuessr, Night Lab Storytelling, Libraries Ready to Code, National Geographic Education, NCMA Learn, Now Comment, Pulitzer Center, Storyline Online, Teaching Tolerance, Thinkable, Tour Creator, and Unite for Literacy, and then Wakelet. So that's a ton of resources right there that can be used in your library. You just have to tailor it to whatever your students' needs are or whatever your teachers' needs are in the classroom, their curriculum. There's something on there for every curriculum, even awesome. the connections classes like art and stuff. So, um, so that was a great session. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, and then, hold on, I'm... I'm I'm scrolling through my news feed on Twitter just to make sure I stay on task here. The third session, oh my gosh, that was this was the last session I went to of the entire conference. And it was with Len Bryan, who is kind of like our supervisor, Holly. He's like the head of school librarians, but more on a data side, I guess you could say, for Denver. I believe it's Denver Public Schools. I know it's in Denver and it's in Colorado. You guys, they only oh, have, wow. I think he said... Mm-mm. 12 school librarians for the entire for the That's entire terrifying. district they got rid of a lot of their school librarians this was so depressing to hear this <laughs> um and so uh he's working really hard to change that through data and so his session was called data informed library advocacy. advocacy you have my attention and so two key words in there data and advocacy and we're and so we're always talking about how we need to share our data. And so he encouraged that as well and reinforced what we keep telling everybody. It's not about bragging. It's not about um, being embarrassed because your data doesn't look like somebody else's data. Everybody's data. Hey, and let me just tell you, I'm, I put it out there. It was a couple days late, but I put it whatever. out there. My data for October was not great. But I put it out there and I shared it. But thank you for sharing it. In my track record of October's in the 10 years (laughs) I've been there, my data this past month Uh, was not great. Well, you know what? And, but that's why we have to share it because how else are we supposed to assess what has happened in the past, what's happening now and where we need to go in the future if we're not looking at our data. And sharing it is so important because if you have a need in your library, what are you going to go back to to share with your administrator to, I guess, 
um, advocate for whatever you need if you don't have data or, you know, to share about that need. You know what I mean? If it, whether it's technology or books or uh, any other kind of supplies you need for makerspace maybe or something like that, if you show that you have an increase of kids, you know, going into your makerspace and participating in the activities yes, you're putting out there and you need to have a need for supplies, that data is important, right? Uh, you know, so this is what he talked about in his entire session. And, um, you know, he said that obviously library circulations are the heart of the data because that is what we have to work with. Right. And he actually used destiny as an example. Um, so, you know, he went in and looked at different reports and things like that. He shares that. Uh, well, he's the supervisor, so he looks at the data for every single school and shares that out with administrators and the different reports and stuff. But um, I thought it was really neat, and I'm trying to bring this back up. In my but it also here. sounds like this is Ingrid that two it, different it Twitter pages in my Weebly, but cautionary tale. Um, I mean, if they only have twelve, were they sharing data when they were fully staffed, or did they start to share data when they came down to twelve? I mean, not, not to say that he isn't uh, I don't great. Think he I mean, really I'm not trying to imply that, that. anybody did anything wrong, uh, but know, him. I think that if we don't start to share our data when we're in a position of strength and we're fully staffed, then it becomes harder but, to do that when we start to lose positions. But we're not fully staffed yet uh, because yes, my parapro is still at 60%. My parapro comes in every day at 1230. I feel your pain. So, well, I have her three days a week, but, but um, the point would be that we still have all our library media specialists. Correct. And it's much easier for us to share our data when we're all still here than when positions start to get cut. Not that that is going to happen anytime soon, but just a cautionary tale is my thought. Right. And, and we've got to, that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast is to advocate so that we never lose these positions. Exactly. Well, and he talked about some data sources, which he called low-hanging fruit, which is the easy access data, right? So those most common areas would be your circulation, your learners, your classes, your lessons taught, your database statistics. So we're talking about the use of like our Cobb Digital Library and the resources in there. I know we have access to reports for those to get data um, through Mac and Via. Uh, and then there's your library website usage. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have the web counter on my library blog, and I do look at it to see how you know the tracking. I don't. And whatever, and I need to get using it. I, I, I post a lot of stuff on my blog. I don't know. And, and this is another thing. From it, and I need to get back to it. Yes, because that's another area where. I mean, I actually use mine as part of my evaluation. That's like kind of like my bank of everything I do and what's happening and things like that. And so um, a robust library website and its usage is another great place to get data. Uh, and then collection analysis, because, you know, Destiny provides the collection analysis. I know it says on there that you should only do it once a year and whatever. But whenever you do it, you go in there and you look at all the data and and you can right. pull even more data from the data within the data or the collection analysis. And so he's saying, pull that out, make it visible, share it with your administrators and use it as kind of like your strategic, question, did he talk plan, any about library your strategic plan for your library when you're planning going forward. 
he did not talk about library track, uh, and that is another great. Okay, so we, those now of that we you that don't know, have, library track is it, a, first of all. <laughs> a program that is um, internet based that students can come in and sign in on the on the computer on the website. I keep two computers at all times logged I do in as well. for students to come in and log in. And honestly, this past week, the, la- uh, the last few days, I've had to take my laptop and turn my laptop around and have more kids signing in on that because the line's been so long. Not because of anything wrong is all of the kids wanting to print yeah, their TV I think, that, I think that's the biggest challenge with library track is that there, there tend to be lines. And that's just, that's on me for not providing more laptops. Well, I mean, it two's normally enough, especially throughout the day. But uh, during my peak hour, this in the mornings, it has not this week. But uh, and that's why I just mm-hmm. modified by turning my laptop around and saying, "Hey guys, come log in here." And um, but those that don't know, it gives you great data. So with Library Track, you you can track how many students come in. You can put on there the reasons why they come in, and they need to check one of those check boxes as to why they come in. Are they collaborating with a computer? Collaborating without a computer? Are they working independently? Are they in there just to hang out? Are they in there to volunteer? Are they in there? Um, various different reasons. I can't remember all of mine off the top of my head. But then you can also use it. I use it as my technology um, sign up. So I have different labs, all the labs and all the carts and, and um, the CLC all has their own space on there. Now, the data from the CLC our supervisor, Holly, also has access to. So she runs reports on that all the time. But I can see how many students I've had come in. Um, I think I, I think between classes and students just coming in, I, th- I looked at it the other day, and I want to say that students just coming in for the year just to come in, check out books, use computers, stuff like that, is over 5,000. And if you add classes in... It's a total between the classes and student independent visits. I think it was like fourteen or 15,000 students that I've already served this year. And my school has 750 students. Okay. I just want. Yes. And Anita, I just want to throw something, a little tidbit in there really quick, because you talked about, you know, they may just be coming in to hang it's out so and okay. socialize and whatever. I can't stress enough how that's okay. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's like this big stigma if, if students are in your library and they're not there to do anything productive, then that doesn't count, but it does count. Um, we're a safe place for students. And I just want to throw this little tidbit out there. One of the sessions, another session I went to for design thinking, it was really funny because her example was in teaching kids, um, the different steps of design thinking was okay, students are looking for a place where they can socialize and be social. And so more kids are, so kids are wanting to um, find a way to be able to gather. And so all of a sudden she starts talking about how students are wanting to eat lunch in the library now. And why is that? What, what, what's the problem? First, the problem is they want to socialize. Second of all, the library is providing comfortable furniture for them to sit at and eat lunch where the cafeteria does, which the cafeteria does not have and whatever. So my point, it's just interesting that, you know, that was an example she used because 
all three of us just talked about this in a podcast previously on how we let students eat lunch in our well, libraries and, now and because that, but I think that, that we're fulfilling a need for the students and that that's why we're there. You're in and the so media I, center and you've asked to eat lunch with me and we're going to hang out and we're going to chat and you know, you know, Miss Hanson's going to ask you, what was the last book you read? Let's talk about that book that you just checked out. It provides me a vehicle absolutely to talk yes. about literacy and books yes. and you're the having cool conversations that are going on in my space. Yes. And if I don't have them coming in, I don't have that audience. I don't have that vehicle without them coming into my space. Exactly. Right? It's an opportunity for conversation and building those relationships. And I, and I just also want to say to encourage this, we have a new teacher and she's been there maybe a month and she came in the library today Aww. and you know, she told me, Aww. she said, your library has good flow in here. And, and she said, oh, how nice. <laughs> she said they need to clone Aww. you. And Look at you, Rockstar. Every middle school that I've ever been to, <laughs> but it's, it's not about. No, but it's, I'm not saying this is about me. I'm saying this is about the kids in it's the, making the, a the, welcoming the space that they have in the library. In space it's that working they be, and operating for, sure, Lori, for them, you know, right? That's so important. So, um, and so I just want, I'm, I agree. I'm telling you guys this to encourage um, okay, you to do so, this in your um, libraries. Library track is awesome. <laughs> we, we totally love it. Uh, we're so thankful to Holly for purchasing it for us for the district because we think that we're using that data and I think she's using that data well too, but w we get to see independently at our school. And I even made a calendar for my collaboration so that when I collaborate with teachers, I, I go in there and I put it in there that way. I can just look at my collaboration data. It's no students involved. The County doesn't care about that, that little calendar, but I do because then I get to see how often I've collaborated with teachers and I'm putting that on my monthly um, stats that I do. So, what? I think that it I does don't care think that because that's part true, of I think the county does care. Is to I think collaborate it's and to teach and to instruct, and that just, doesn't happen without collaboration. I and may have misspoke. Yes, I, what I meant was sorry. We all just they don't care. Jumped on that. They don't care about that calendar, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that calendar is a great tool for sure. And so, okay. So the other thing he talked about with the, the data is, you know, he put up on one of his slides, database statistics or quote, look how much we are not Googling. So in our district, and I, I'm sorry, I keep going back to Cobb, but I, that's the only thing I have to go by because that's where I work. Um, so we have the Cobb Digital Library Suite. And each one of us in a very library has portion. a portion of their budget taken out each school year to pay for all of these resources. A very large po portion. And so I feel like um, that that is a huge, like he talked about, another huge data um, mining that could go on there, I guess you could say, going in and looking at how often each one of your resources are being used and how they're being used and keep examples of how you integrated that resource or tool into a lesson with a teacher, what the feedback was for and, and I stuff like trying, that. So I keep I just, trying to get you know, students I, I to go that's through Cobb Digital well. Library. And he Although did too. Sometimes the teachers like you can go through or the teachers go through Clever. Um, I'm, I don't want our data to be diminished because they're going in through a different route you know well 
and honestly, after I do website, no, yes, encourage them digital, to go through the Cobb Digital I Library. I encourage my teachers to require that at least one resource um, is going to be cited from Cobb Digital, that they are required to have at least one source. So it kind of draws them back there. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, well, first of all, use the resources because we they're important for the students to be able to utilize with their academics and stuff. Um, plus, they're there and a major expense for each of our libraries, and so they should be utilized as well. But find ways to pull data from that when you use it and share that out or put it in your portfolio or wherever it is you keep your information about your for your evaluation and stuff like that. Um, the last thing I want to share kind of with you guys, um, this was kind of neat, and this was also provided by uh, the librarians, Karen and Shauna, in the first session I talked about. And I don't, I, Anita and Ingrid, no, have you no. heard of Libro FM? Okay, so Libro FM is a... Um, digital book website or audiobook I should say it's libro.fm audiobooks and school librarians if you're an ALA member uh, you can actually get free audiobooks each month and sometimes they're top titles they're new titles that have come out um, and I went in there and looked at a few I didn't have much time before I had to catch my airplane back but uh, on my Twitter as well at L in the library the link is there for school librarians to go on and it's free you get these um, audiobooks for free and so if they ever um, you know the books that they share on there if they ever become big titles for our students um, I know that the librarians talked about how there had been titles before that they okay. had first access so to. the audiobooks um, it's, where it's are kind they of cool um, so anyway stored? I just want to throw are that out there like in destiny are they in overdrive No, 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 no. This is something separate from any of our current resources in our library. It's just called Libro.fm. And you sign up and you create an account. Uh, you email that. Well, I, I have the direct link on my Twitter, but that will take you to the form that you fill out for school okay. librarians. Um, but it, it's it's audiobooks. It's a separate. I just like to try and send my students to one location. Website That's why I'm loving Sora audiobooks. right now. But um, I'm hoping they can get our destiny i hope they can get our destiny over i'll just well sora yeah it. don't take your kid gotcha no this is gotcha. for school librarians then. I, i'll go this to is, any place yeah yes yes it's like it would be kind of like a first preview to um audiobooks and stuff so um like like becoming has been on there let me just show you once i'm looking at the website right now the dutch house educated which is a pl book where the crawdads sing i've seen that all summer long um, i haven't got to read it yet it's been on my whole list for a while right. um becoming by michelle obama you know so they they do That's have cool. some top titles on there but i just want to throw it out there that it's free yep. for school all right, anything librarians else? yep Uh, no, there they are. I should ask for your <laughs> bottom three sessions. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you that what I learned from this, this conference, because I, I, I was more, uh, I made myself more aware of it anyway, after presenting as overdue and, you know, listening to feedback we received from our session there and also, 
assessing ourselves afterwards is that um, a lot of people don't want to go to a session where it's a work session. Okay. So if you're going to go there, um, if you're going to have them go to your session and you're going to have them work, (laughs) um, it's not going to be very popular. And when I say that, I say that like, you you can't hand out handouts and say okay now work with the three people next to you and come up with yeah. this problem and then solve I don't the like problem this either. and th- you know what i mean Cause it's 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 not really a ta- it's not really a takeaway we're going there because we need takeaways to take back to our spaces like i talked about and we don't want to go there and do work sessions it's unlike i don't know i i hope that doesn't sound bad um, like we're not wanting to well, no, work. You go there to like, learn. Not wanting to work. You go there to learn <laughs> and to collaborate so, with other other librarians, but you don't go there to try and solve the world's problems. You, you're trying to figure out. It's correct. Well, in 50 minutes, you it's really hard to work with others with strangers. First of all, that you just met. And you each have to bring something that is like a, a problem you right. want to solve in your library. And each one is different, right? But then you've got to try and pull that together and do like you said. You go through all of these steps trying to create whatever plan or strategic plan you want to, you know, create for your library to take back. And it's just that those just aren't, they don't work very well maybe for some people just not for me i'm i'm more of like yeah like all the information i just shared with you those were my favorite because they're easily our takeaways are you're going to share the wakelet that asl created um on our overdue twitter what Yes, I can. I, I, yeah, well, that's what I figured you would like, do. What I can do is go um, and then everything from my One other thing uh, that I think we need to work on, um, since we talked about websites, and, and people, please be patient with us, because Ingrid's at a new school. Lori is working on her specialist degree. She'll graduate in May. I'm working on my specialist degree. I'll graduate in July. <laughs> so um, we're all kind of, plus doing our, our own things in life and everything. So, but I think we should spend some time in the near future working on our blog and putting resources on there for people so that, so that it's linked out and they can always find it and not have to go through a bunch of Twitter feeds. I don't know if everybody would agree with that. I agree with you. But I I think that would be very helpful to to people. Uh, We should get together at lunch and work on it over break. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that too. So I'll contact y'all. Uh, after this you know guys i i i completely go for it there there was a bonus session i probably should mention the bonus session i know it's like this one goes out to mrs bongiorno (laughs) and her co-partner who also helped facilitate the session Mm -hmm. uh, mrs sarah sansby both georgia librarians by the way they they did a session on bookstagramming, and this information is on my Twitter as well. Um, so if you they have they each do library Instagrams, um, and I have one, but and I use it, but not to the extent I probably should. So they're they've kind of encouraged me and inspired me to use my Instagram for my library more often. 
But they shared how to do that and how to share information on your Instagram for your library and some really little cool little, you know, technology tidbits that you can use to attract students to your Instagram and stuff. But I shared the QR code on Not my quite, Twitter. I don't but... want to go into too much detail because I know we're running late here and we're already an hour. Um, but if you want to know, but if you want to know more about Instagramming for your library to increase um, student engagement with your library, definitely go on my Twitter and look and it's a QR code, scan it, and you'll be able to see their entire presentation and everything. Um, I am a, I do a lot of social media in a lot of different places and I still learn yeah, a lot from um, them. Um, so our supervisor Holly, which we love so. is giving us a professional learning half day to go and visit a school and I get to go spend the day with Martha Bongiorno. I am so excited. And Mr. Crawford has released me the rest of the day so that I have, I know it's not exciting in a different County. So I am so, so, so excited that it is coming up right after, um, that's awesome. Right after my craft fair on December the 7th. Yes. With Wendy and Kelly. I get to go spend my yes. time with our number one fan. Oh, for fun. Overdue. That's awesome. Well, yes. what's funny and is I'm going Cherokee all the way, County. you know, so like across the well. Cobb County um, to get to Martha or roundabout and everything. Cause she, I think she's in Fulton. And then, um, you're going up close to me. <laughs> Because I uh, work in Cobb, live in Paulding, but Cherokee County is right there. So, um, yeah, you're coming up my way to go see Wendy. I know, and I'm I'm going on December 10th. I don't know which day you are, but all I can see is like our cars, like on a on a I'm going on, on the Google night. map, going and crossing each other, going in opposite directions. I'm direction. going on the night, and my our like on Uber is, when you watch I don't the Uber know if everybody will like this you. or not. I think they will. <laughs> but while I'm at Martha's school, we're going to podcast for like ten minutes, and then while um, Lori is at Wendy school, they're going to podcast for like ten minutes, and while Ingrid is at, I don't know what Ingrid, what school you're going to yet. Do you know? Um. No, I honestly, my first thought was that I wanted to stay closer to home because I just don't have a relationship with my Pebblebrook media specialist and my Lindley 7-8 media specialist. And I really need to start to branch out and, and meet these people and interact with them so that we have a better working relationship to benefit our students. So that's kind of my first thought. So I do too. So while you're there, we're going to see if they'll let you podcast. Because awesome. we know Martha and Wendy will. But we're going to see let um, them see if they'll podcast with you. And then we're going to put all three of those little mini podcasts into one episode. Okay, I'm just going to put this out there. And I'm sure Wendy will agree. Well, we're going to try to We do can't do ours minutes. in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> also, Ingrid, do you like how we what? got assigned what? I don't this get assignment <laughs> by the one Anita? <laughs> ah, yes. I'm just, I'm just learning well, that I'm just doing a 10-minute podcast cool. with Wendy on my professional learning day. I think that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. If well, Wendy and I yeah, can talk in 10 minutes or less, kinda, I mean, that's, you know. we deserve an award. <laughs> <laughs> 
There would be a lot of laughter between the two of you. There might be some laughter. Because let me let me just t- find, let me tell you this. I, love I, just, Prince. I just learned that she and I are both huge Prince fans. Okay, so we're gonna f- um, we're gonna already have to incorporate that. Hello, in I'd like to see that. <laughs> what did you say, Ingrid? I was just saying that sounds incredible. Know, right? I'm waiting patiently <laughs> to see how that happens because I'm all about it. She- yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to sign off now with that. But if you have any comments or anything anyway. and you want to put them in here, we will more than love, love, love to incorporate them into our next podcast. So, yes, if you can say, Anita, you're crazy, I'm fine with that. I'll put it in. I don't care. Um, I won't put profanity in, so let's keep it clean, guys. But, um, yeah, we're doing good. So... We are going to podcast next week, believe it or not. I know we we missed a week, but congratulations to both of you. Both of your babies got married. Yes. Yay. Not, not to each, each other in a week apart, but both of their Isn't babies got married. And then, awesome. um, and then uh, Lori was on a plane to AASL, yes. and um, we just did not get to podcast last week. So we're hoping that this extra long episode is, uh, you'll enjoy it. But then also we're planning on getting together next week, even though it's Thanksgiving break and recording some podcasts ahead of time so that it'll carry us through the Christmas break or something. Um, but we will be putting out another podcast next week on Thanksgiving day. So, um, I hope that you are ready for that next week. And I just kind of want to throw out there too, go, go on our overdue Twitter. And if you have, or through anchor, if there's a topic you'd like us to share about, you know, that relates to something we do in our libraries that you've been wondering about, or at, want to ask us, Oh, do you do this? Do you have the resources for that? And whatever send that out to us, yes. give us some ideas on what so, you would like um, to hear us talk about. That we're will help excited. You in your library. We're very happy that things have been going well on our podcast and we want to thank you for listening. Have a great night. Good night. Absolutely. All right. Uh, welcome to Overdue Conversations from the Library. Today, we are going to be talking about conferences. Why are we talking about conferences, Ingrid? Because they're awesome. They are awesome. And because and- it's good to go and meet other people that do what we do and share knowledge and expertise and all of the fabulous things you get to do at a conference. That is true. And the other reason we're talking about conferences is, well, we all three just went to. Just a reminder that everything we say is our own opinions and not the opinions of our school or our district.